Community of Hope, I don't know about you, but every now and then, I just need to scream out to God, rescue, rescue me. I need to be rescued by the hands of the Lord. And we are grateful uh, for the music ministry of Community of Hope sharing that with us. As I move forward, this is going to be our last uh, sermon in the uh, Church Reborn series. Uh, And I want to talk a bit uh, with you from a scripture in the book of Acts in the fifth chapter of Acts. The book of Acts in the fifth chapter, if you'll allow me. In the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse, uh, it says, And then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. It uh, goes on in, in chapter 17. Um, it says, uh, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Brothers and my sisters, I, I, I come today because uh, uh, as, as we've been navigating this kind of church reborn series, uh, that if you remember kind of how the story has gone, that the church on the day of Pentecost exploded, the Holy Ghost came, that Peter uh, preached this amazing sermon, thousands got saved, people started serving, people started worshiping, then they got locked up uh, by uh, the Sadducees and the high priests, and then uh, they got let out, and, and, and then the scriptures talk about the fact that they've been preaching, they've been teaching, uh, that folks have been getting saved, folks have been getting delivered, uh, they've been moving with great power, and now we find ourselves right back uh, in a situation in which uh, the apostles were locked up. The apostles get locked up, uh, the Bible says, and they get locked up, and then we find us navigating the scripture of what it means for them to get locked up, set free, and to the other side. Now, as we look at the early church, I, I think there's some things we can learn from the early church that help us, even as we're church in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of protest, to help us to see how we need to move in this season. And one of the first things I believe that you've got to understand about that old church, about that old first century church, is they stayed in trouble. It's amazing to me, but many times we can end up forgetting the fact that Christianity was a counter-cultural movement. That Christianity, they stayed getting locked up. I'm talking about they stayed in jail. In the uh, book of Acts, if you look throughout Acts, you find uh, that these apostles, uh, they stayed getting locked up for the cause of Jesus Christ. You've got to understand that not just Christianity is a counter-cultural movement. You've got to understand that AME Church is a counter-cultural movement. We are the community of hope. A.M.E. Church, and we were born out of protest. We were born out of the fact that the culture said that we were less than, that the culture said uh, that we that there should be separation, the culture said there should be segregation, and we said, no, black lives matter, and if you won't let us worship with you, then we'll shape our own church, because our soul is just as important as your soul. That You've got to understand they stayed in trouble, and Christianity was a counter-cultural movement. Anytime you get Christianity too linked up with the culture, too 
linked up with the government, too linked up with the systems, you run a real risky proposition because the fact of the matter is that Christianity is countercultural by nature. Uh, that's why if there's anybody who should be fighting for returning citizens, it should be Christians because we stayed getting locked up in the early church. If there's anybody who should be fighting for criminal justice reform, it should be Christians because you've got to remember uh, that Jesus was railroaded in court, that Jesus faced the death penalty, and if there was anybody who the Innocence Project should have looked at, it should have been Jesus uh, because Jesus was innocent of all charges, but yet because of the systems in place, uh, he ended up facing what he faced. If there's anybody um, who needs to be understanding the power of being able to fight the power is Christians because the power was against us, but we knew that we had all power through Christ. Uh, and so you've got to understand they stayed in trouble. They stayed in trouble, one, because of the, it was a countercultural movement, uh, but two, because it was just jealousy in the land as well. If you look at the scripture I read to you earlier, it talked about the fact that the high priest and his associates were filled with jealousy. Now, one, the high priest represented the connection to the Roman authorities. That was the, the, the priest was connected to institution and institutional power that was oppressing the people. Uh, but two, it said the high priest was filled with jealousy. Why? Uh, because the Christian movement was seeing God move in ways that the high priest wasn't seeing. That he was seeing the, the Christian church was seeing a power in the church that the high priest wasn't seeing. The Christian church was seeing a popularity among the people that the high priest wasn't seeing. And so therefore the high priest used his position to get folks locked up. And so they locked up the early apostles because it said that the high priests and associates were filled with jealousy. Uh, I've come by to remind you uh, that as long as you serve Jesus, you're going to have some haters along your journey. As long as you serve Jesus, you're going to have some fights you've got to fight. As long as you serve Jesus, you're going to have some folks who are going to be upset with you and you're not going to understand. You're going to think y'all are doing the same thing, have the same purpose, are all about trying to uh, move things forward. Uh, but you're going to have folks who are hating on you and all you're trying to do is do the right thing, but do it anyway. Uh, the folks are going to be hating on you, uh, uh, but persevere anyway. Is there anybody out there that as you're watching this, you can think about the fact uh, that folks had no problem with you at the time that you were living a self-destructive lifestyle? Folks had no problem with you when all you were thinking about was popping bottles. Folks had no problem with you when all you were thinking about was tearing down community. Folks had no problem with you when all you were thinking about was consumerist culture. Folks had no problem with you, but now all of a sudden that you started going to church, folks are like, you don't take all that. Now all of a sudden you start serving the Lord, all of a sudden folks have challenged with you because they, they say you think you're better than them, you're holier than them, and you haven't even played it out like that, but your life represents something that is counter to what is happening in their life, and therefore jealousy comes up in a way that you find yourself in trouble when you're doing the right thing. The one first thing you've got to understand is the early church, they stayed in trouble, uh, but the second thing, and this is important for you to understand, is that God kept getting them out. Uh, that when you look throughout scriptures, when you look throughout that early church in that book of Acts, what blows my mind was it wasn't the lawyers always that got them out, uh, but it was prayer that got them out. Uh, that you would watch and you would see angels come up and get them out. When you look at this scripture, it says they were locked up. 
they were in jail, and an angel came and got them out. An angel didn't pay their bail. An angel just walked them straight up out the system. Uh, because sometimes God can make sure to handle your business. I don't care what situation you find yourself in. I don't care what problems you find yourself in. I don't care what issues you find yourself in. I used to like an old commercial. Uh, I forget what it was about, uh, but they would say there's an app for that. That I think it, it, it was an old iPhone commercial, and it would talk about the fact that, that Apple had so many apps. Uh, that whatever your need was, there's an app for that. I've come by to let you know there's an angel for that. Uh, that I don't care uh, what, how you find yourself bound, how you find yourself oppressed, how you find yourself locked up. It can be locked up physically. It can be locked up emotionally. It can be locked up spiritually. But I've come by to let you know there's an angel for that. You see, I like it uh, because the fact of the matter is the apostles were trying to do God's work. And God said, if you're doing my work, I'll handle your work. And so they were locked up. And God in heaven uh, sent an angel from heaven heaven to see about them. I, I don't know about you, but that's good news because there are some situations that you can't get me out of, uh, but some situations that God can send an angel. There's an angel for that. I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your children are going through. I don't know what your issues are, but I've come by to let you know there's an angel for that. There's an angel that can come and be dispatched to deal with sickness in your body. There's an angel for that. Uh, you're dealing with uh, foreclosure issues. There's an angel for that. Uh, you're dealing with problems on your job. There's an angel for that. Problems in your family, there's an angel for that, that God can send an angel to get you out of any locked up situation you in. Want to? There's an angel for that. God kept getting them out. But the third thing that I'm up out of here is you've got to understand uh, that their praise had substance, so their life had consistency. Their praise had substance, so their life had consistency. What blows my mind when you look at the scripture is, is here you go, uh, you find the apostles, they got locked up. Here comes an angel, an angel gets them out. Uh, they go right back to the temple they start preaching. Uh, the, 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 the high priest and his folks, uh, they come looking for the pre they come looking for the apostles in jail, and they're not in jail. Somebody comes and let them know they're in the, in the temple. They go, they snatch them from the temple. The whole Sanhedrin court, this is the biggest court of the land, comes together to deal with them. Uh, they come together to deal with them, but by the end of the day, uh, they realize they needed to let them out, and so they let them out again. One, the angel got them out. Two, they got out in the system, uh, but before they let them out, they beat them. The Bible says, they flogged them and then they let them out. And the Bible says something real weird to me. It, it says then uh, when the apostles left the Sanhedrin, they left it rejoicing. It said they left it rejoicing. It, and and, and I, I thought, okay, they left shouting because they got out. They left shouting because they got free. But the apostles' praise wasn't because they got out. The apostles' praise wasn't because they got free. The apostles, the Bible says that they left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. You see, uh, we've taught you, and, and, and this culture has taught you to give God praise for what God does. Uh, this culture has taught you to give God praise because you get a new car, or a new house, or some new clothes, or because you get to the other side of the problem. Uh, but, but, but they didn't shout uh, because they got out. They, shout, they shouted because they felt they were worthy to go through it. And, and, and that is something that is amazing for me, that their shout was not based on the victory. Their shout was based on the fact that they were worthy to go through the trial. God have mercy, Jesus. I just said something there, and I feel that in my belly. You see, if you are the only kind of Christian that can only shout and only give God praise when God does something for you, then you'll always need God to do something for you for you to keep doing God's work. Uh, but 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 they gave God praise not be, because God got them out of prison. No, they expected to get out of prison. Uh, they gave God praise uh, 
not just because of what was given to them, wasn't about what was given to them. They gave God praise because God trusted them with the assignment. And somebody here, I've come by to let you know you just need to shout because God trusts you with the assignment, that God trusts you with the purpose, that God trusts you to advance God's kingdom. And they said, we were worthy to make a stand for the Lord. We were worthy to do a work for the Lord. We were worthy to even catch a beat down for God, that we were worthy uh, to proclaim Jesus' name. And, and because we were worthy, the Bible says that they kept on doing it day after day in the temple courts and from house to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news of that Jesus is the Messiah. Somebody here, I've come by to tell you that we can't stop, that we won't stop, that, that to never stop. You see, you see, if your praise is always hooked up with your blessing, uh, then the enemy just has to come and snatch your blessing, and the enemy can then snatch your purpose because you'll get caught off purpose because your purpose was only connected to the fact that you thought that God was a good luck charm, that you thought Christianity was kind of some kind of tit for tat, that you thought that if God gives me something, then I'll do something. But you've got to understand that Jesus has been good enough for you to serve him regardless. In the middle of a pandemic, I'll serve him. In the middle of protests, I'll serve him. In the middle of police brutality, I'll praise him. That I don't care what I'm going through, I'll praise him. And when I praise him, it helps me to walk in my purpose. When I praise him, it helps me not to stop. I won't stop that. I know you're telling me, Reverend, uh, uh, won't you hang things up? Reverend, it's the middle of a pandemic and you can't have worship in the church in the church building. Baby, my praise wasn't relegated to a building. My praise was relegated to my purpose. And as my purpose is connected to my praise, it's not about what I get and it's not about what I get out of. It's about the fact that God trusted me enough, Lord have mercy, to give me a purpose. God trusted me enough to give me potential. God trusted me enough to give me power. And if God's going to give me power, Lord have mercy, Jesus, then I'm not going to stop. I, I dare you right where you are to shout, I'm not going to stop. I, I can't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop praising and I won't stop serving. And as long as I live, as long as I've got power on the inside of me, I've got a praise on the inside and I've got power and purpose to God's honor, to God's glory. My brothers and my sisters, don't stop. There's too much in you for God to use in this season. Don't stop. Don't stop. Black power, uh, but black power, black lives matter. Don't stop protesting. There's too much work to do for you to stop. Folks who are working on policy, don't stop working on policy. There's too much in you. You've got too much purpose. Community of Hope AME Church, don't you stop. Don't you give in. Don't you get tired. Don't you get weary, but you keep on pressing. Because the press and the praise is not about what you get. It's about where you're going. And it's about what God is doing in your life to God's honor and to God's glory. My brothers and my sisters, I don't know about you, but I feel like that was good news. I don't know about you, but I feel like that that was something that you can really hold on to in this season. And I don't know about you, but the thing I love about that early church is that early church was a bunch of misfits. That early church was a bunch of folks who really had messed up in their lives, a bunch of folks who really had fallen short in their lives, a bunch of folks who really wanted their outskirts of society. But yet in the midst of it all, uh, that God sent Jesus. Jesus died for them, raised from the dead. They could be saved so they could have purpose, so they could have power. I don't know who you are. I, I, I don't know if you're watching this live with us. I don't know if you're watching it years later. But I've come by to let you know that you're in the right place at the right time.
to become all that God has called you to be. That we say that we're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. Don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But when you get connected with us, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, if you've never given your heart to Christ, if you've never said, I want Jesus to be in control of my life, today is your day and this is your moment. We just want to give you that opportunity. If you want to give your life to Christ, just type right there in the chat area or, or click one of the links. Uh, I want to give my life to Christ. Today is your day. Uh, if you need a church home, uh, today is your day. Uh, just type right there, I want a church home. If, if you want to rededicate your faith, today is your day. Just type right there, I want to rededicate my faith. But whatever it is, we want to be here for you. We want to get connected with you. Someone is going to hit you up uh, so that we can be able to get you plugged in and get you tied in because we want you to grow to be the all that God has called you to be. If you've decided today you want to give your life to Christ, if you decided today you want to make this your church home or rededicate your faith, I just want to pray with you. Matter of fact, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but your faith. Won't you repeat it with me right now? God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today, I thank you that in Jesus' name, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. My brothers and my sisters, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, if you've just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, giving your heart to him, uh, won't you just type right there in that chat area or click one of the links uh, to be able to say, um, I, I gave my life to Christ. Well, we want to get connected with you. If you've just joined the church, just type, I just joined the church. If you just rededicate your faith, just type, I rededicated my faith. But we want to get connected to you because we believe that God can make all the difference in your life. Community of Hope Church family, it's been a wonderful Sunday with you. Now remember, you still have uh, the ability to give right now. Uh, we thank God that you can give, whether it's to hiphopenation.com, uh, give right there online, or, or and, and click the link, the giving link right there, or, or whether um, it, it is the um, cash app, dollar sign, uh, give COH, whether it's on Givelify, or even in our text to give options. That we want to thank God for your giving, and we're grateful for you. Now, I just want to pray with us a, a, as we all go forward into this day knowing that in this week, this is your week. This is the week of the devil's defeat. This is the week of the Lord's triumph. Come on, won't you pray? God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your hand and your power, your grace and your love. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide, now, henceforth, and forever, among every one of these, your brothers and your sisters. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Have a blessed Sunday, Community of Hope. Have a blessed week. Don't you forget, we got food distribution at Iverson Mall on Monday at 12 and food distribution on Friday um, at Creative Suitland at 1230. We'll be blessed to see you. God bless.